Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hey, everyone. Here we go. Steve Green with the Make the Grade podcast. And we are having a real good conversation today. Anybody here, raise your hand if you're thinking about starting an online business. Or maybe you have an online business. Maybe it's not going as well as you'd hoped. You're trying to level it up to the next level. Maybe you're looking for some tips on how to improve that. Well, guess what? I have a guest today who's going to help with all these things. And maybe more. How about all that? Welcome. Welcome, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome. So Lindsay Hansen, she is my guest today on the Make the Grade podcast. Check this out. 18 months ago, she quit her job and she decided to pursue her dream of starting an online coaching business. Love it. Mm -hmm. Jump all in, right? We'll talk about it. Now she's a business coach and a freelance social media manager. She's created a life free from constraints and corporate world. Yeah. Lindsay has made it her mission to help other aspiring entrepreneurs to overcome the fear and self-doubt that are holding them back so they can get out of a job they hate and create a life of freedom doing the work they love. I love it. It's a beautiful message. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't want to be sarcastic, but it should be that simple, right? Yes. The problem a lot of people have is, you know, you start, you get a house, you get some kids, you get a dog, you get a car payment, all of a sudden, you know, the job looks pretty good, at least from yeah. the money side, even if you don't love the work environment or the people or even what you're doing, uh, you know, there, there's all kinds of metaphors for that. But uh, let, let, expand on your story a little bit. So you, you went, I guess, I'm going to assume you like went to high school, went to college, whatever, got into yeah. some sort of corporate track. You can pick up wherever you want. So what, what made you make this pretty big decision to get out of, for lack of a better way to describe, like kind of a secure situation into something a little more volatile? Yeah. So I definitely went on the corporate track. I okay. went to college. I majored in accounting. So I went to business school, did mm -hmm. my four years, got my bachelor's degree. And you then I sound, actually, You make it sound like you were imprisoned. Uh, no, it was, it's just the, <laughs> the typical path that everyone goes okay. down, you That's know, awesome. and I, I actually stayed another, um, two semesters to get my master's degree. Okay. So I have my master's degree in accounting at the same time I was studying for the CPA exams to get my CPA license. Um, and I had a job lined up at one of the big four public accounting firms, which is basically like everyone's dream job in, if you're going into accounting, right? Cause those are the big names. Um, you're going to make to, a good to salary. To date how there. old I am, when I was growing up, it was like the big 12 or something. Yeah. Or yeah the big yeah. eight. They keep absorbing each other, like Ernst and Young, whatever. They, they keep absorbing yep. each other. Pretty soon <laughs> yeah. there'll be two. <laughs> whatever's like anyway i'm sorry so you you're looking for the big four you're on track you got all the credentials rolling you got the ba yep. you got the masters you're crushing I, it and then, i did get my cpa license too i actually nice. passed all the exams easy. and had that before i even started working so then i started my job in july of 2017 and pretty much from day one 
I was not happy there and really just realized that, you know, it wasn't something that I was going to enjoy doing for the next 40 years or so of my life. I didn't find the work very fulfilling. I was doing tax returns basically. So it was really a lot of mundane work. And I think when I was going through school, it was almost like I was just going through the motions of like what was expected because when you're 18 years old, I think it's very rare that you do know what you want to do for the rest of your life, but you're still in this position where you're expected to make that decision and choose a college major and a career path and run with it. And I don't think I had ever really stopped to, to realize this is something that I'm committing to going into for the rest of my career. And am I actually going to enjoy it? And I think the other piece of that is I thought it was normal to not enjoy what you do for a living. Like work is work. You get through the work day and then hopefully enjoy the hours you have left <laughs> for your own left that you're awake. Personal well, let, let's not minimize this. You probably went into a career. Yeah. You, you got uh, like a partner track thing, right? Where you're, yeah, it's expected you're going to work like 12 hours a day. It's sort of a uh, pay your dues. Or more like 16 hours a day. Right, so even worse. <laughs> okay. But I mean, look, it's not like, it's not like it's minimum wage. I mean, you know, it's no, not like yeah. you're working for $4 an hour here. So they take care of you, but at the same time you're there, you're working pretty much every time you're awake. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's, it's one of these sort of, how long do I got to pay my dues? Right. A little bit. Yeah. But, and, and the other part of it for me was just, I didn't enjoy the work that I was doing. And I knew that even if I moved into a different job within accounting that maybe didn't require so many hours, I still mm-hmm. wasn't going to enjoy what I was okay. doing at the end of the day. And that really started to bother me, I guess. And I just, decided like I don't want this to be my life I don't want to wake up and be miserable Monday through Friday going to work every day for the next you know 40 or however many so what years. A, at some point you had a, an epiphany I suppose or at least a gradual build up to some epiphany I yeah I, I got a point I can't do it anymore so why, why coaching why, why don't you just I don't know become a waitress or a singer or I don't know um work yeah. in a flower shop or you know, yeah. anything else that maybe you would have actually liked. So why coaching? Yeah, well, so at the time when I was in in this job, in my accounting job, I was really passionate about fitness and I had been for a while just for myself in my own life. Um, and I had been thinking about the idea of becoming a fitness coach um, because I I thought that I would really enjoy helping other people and that would be something that would feel fulfilling because I could see the difference that I'm actually making, right? When I'm doing tax returns, I didn't really feel like I was making all that much of a meaningful impact in the world, but helping people, you know, reach their fitness goals, change their lives, that felt like it would be really fulfilling for me. And it was something that I genuinely was interested in. So that was on my mind for a little while while I was going through this sort of quarter life crisis, I call it. And I remember, keep going, keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So I do. I remember one day when I came home from work and it was just, I was so miserable. 
I knew that I had to make a change because I could not keep doing this every day of my life and just going to this job that I hated and feeling so drained and exhausted and just thinking about, I really did. I thought about, you know, years down the line, if I stay in accounting, am I going to be happy? Am I going to have regrets? Am I going to look back and wish I had at least tried to go after something different? And that was, I think, really kind of that switch for me that was like, I have to at least try. I have to at least see if there's something out there that I will enjoy doing Mm -hmm. before I just commit to this thing that I know I don't enjoy for the rest of my career. And so I just decided to go for it. And I looked into what, what would it actually require in order for me to become a fitness coach? And all it really took was to get my personal training certification, um, which was a self. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, it's probably a little easier than the CPA exam. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's one <laughs> multiple choice exam that <laughs> okay. was maybe 50 to a hundred questions. I don't even remember. It probably do, took do me an you, hour. True or false. You push yourself <laughs> up when you do a push up. What do you say? I said true or false. When you do a push up, do you push yourself up? Hmm. Yes. Think about that. Yeah. There you go. You passed your certified. <laughs> so you're going um, through this quarter life crisis. I love that term, by the way. Yes. And, yeah. Um, so I decided to enroll in that self-study course to get my personal training certification. And then how it came about that I became an online coach and started this whole online business that kind of, that was not my plan A. My plan A was to work in a gym for a little while, um, get some experience, and then move online. I always knew I wanted to be an online coach because I wanted mm-hmm. to have that freedom with my time and my schedule and being able to travel and work from anywhere mm-hmm. and, and set my own schedule. I really wanted that, but I didn't think I could just jump in from the beginning and be an online coach if I didn't have experience training people in person. But once I looked further into it, I realized that most gyms don't allow you to have outside clients. So I wouldn't have been able to work in a gym and build up an online client base, or obviously you can't like steal all the clients if I work in a gym and then leave. So I realized starting my career off in a gym might actually limit my ability to go online. Like, yes, I would gain experience, but at some point I would still have to start back over from zero Hmm. and have no clients and have to build this thing online. So I decided to just do that from the beginning. And that's how I started this business, which now has evolved into business coaching and social media management. So I'm no longer doing fitness coaching. But it started <laughs> with fitness coaching. <laughs> wow. So, so pretend you're talking right now to the person saying, oh my gosh, yeah, I, this is, this, she's telling, this is my story, right? It's like a country music song, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're a country music fan? Yes. You're from the Northeast. We're, we're both Northeast people. So yeah. country music is not quite as big here as it is say in uh, the South, but it doesn't matter. It's like, it's, it's like, But what you're saying, you got to think, I don't know, hundreds, thousands. There's a lot of people saying, OMG, Mm -hmm. this is this is I wish wish I had the courage to do what Lindsay did. Or I wish I had the I don't know, whatever. I wish I could have jumped off that ledge like she did. Um, What what, what would you say? I mean, look, I'm sure you had a few moments of doubt or 
a few moments maybe where it was like, oh my God, I didn't make the right decision. And maybe I got to call Ernst and Young back. More than and, a few. <laughs> hey, but I still got my desk. You know, so I got my room there. Um, but what, what would you say, maybe, you know, quick, what, what were the highlights and the lowlights maybe of that first few weeks when you're out there swimming with the sharks? Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of moments of doubt and fear and all of that. And I think a big misconception is that you're not going to be scared or that there's going to be a point where you feel ready to make this type mm-hmm. of change. There's not, it's not about, Oh, I, I, I feel ready to do this now. It was just a matter of no, that never happened. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway, because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to regret it if I don't. Um, and in terms of, yeah, I mean, I've had lots of highs and lows, honestly, in the first, so I'm in, almost the third, well, I'm in the third year of my business now. Um, And there's been a lot of that first year, I'd say, especially was the most difficult because I was figuring everything out. I didn't have anything to fall back on. So I know a lot of people will stay in their full-time job and sort of start their business on the side and build it up and then eventually quit that's not how I did things. I just quit my job to go all in on my business, which I don't regret doing at all, but it definitely wasn't easy. I did have a a good amount of money saved up that I was relying on for that. So you had that advantage, but that's, that was fine. Yeah. But there was a lot of months where I didn't make a lot of money or I didn't make any money in that first year. Um, And then there were a lot of a lot of, you know, highs from there too, where I had some really good months and work. I mean, even now I work with clients that I love. I love the work I do. I, I did enjoy, I really enjoyed fitness coaching and it just really came to a point where I wanted to evolve to helping people in a different way. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started doing business coaching, but Mm -hmm. It, yeah. I mean, I love the work that I do. I don't wake up miserable and dreading the work day anymore, <laughs> but that it definitely hasn't been just like an easy, smooth path to get here for sure. Steve Green here. My guest is um, Lindsay Hansen, a business coach, online coach, social media person, Re, uh, recovering uh, corporate attorney, <laughs> attorney, sorry, accountant. accountant. Um, well, l- listen, this podcast for the most part, it, it, the, my audience is usually parents yeah. who have kids in school. They're trying to give them kind of life lessons, help them along the way with their or entrepreneurs. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know, I think what, what's your message? What's your core message here in the end? Uh, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. But I'm going to kind of frame it this way. You, it's like almost like the Pink Floyd song, right? I don't, I don't know if you're a Pink Floyd fan. You're, you're young for Pink Floyd. But anyway, yeah. is it, there's a famous Pink Floyd clue. You traded a walk-on part in a war for the lead role in a cage, right? Um, so the, 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 what it's metaphorically saying is, is do you want the security of something that you're kind of locked into or do you want the insecurity or potential lack of security but have the freedom that goes with it. And, and I think what you're showing and, and what I've been able to do, my own, I've been, I've been a solo entrepreneur for 25 years. I was mm-hmm. doing this before it was even called this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I mean, the point is, is you can have both, right? I mean, can, is that a fair thing to say? So yeah. how, how do you tell someone's going to motivate people? If you're one of these people that's saying, oh man, 
I, I wish I had the courage to do what Lindsay did, or I just, uh, what am I going to teach? What am I going to coach? Why anybody listen to me? What, what could you say to them to, to give them a positive motivation so that they, um, you know, may be more prepared to take this step? Yeah. What I would say is you have a purpose here in this life on this planet, right? Okay. You're not mm-hmm. here by accident. Mm-hmm. There's something that you're meant to be doing. And if you know in your gut, in your soul, your intuition, whatever you want to call it, we all have that sense of this is the thing I'm meant to be doing. And you can feel it when you are doing that thing, right? Like something where it lights you up. It feels like time flies by when you're doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. That thing that energizes you, whatever that is for you. Um, And when we are not living in our purpose, that's when we feel drained. We feel exhausted by what we're doing. We wake up every day. We dread it. And that's not how you're supposed to feel. That's not why you are here. (laughs) That's not what you're meant to be doing. And I think a lot of us accept that because we think, Mm -hmm. oh, that's just what adulthood is. Or my neighbors do it. My friends do it. So must Right. Everyone complains about their job and it's so normalized. Mm -hmm. But I believe that we all do have a purpose. There's something you're meant to be doing and you're meant to be doing it because it is going to be of service to other people. I think we all have this desire to be of service and whether that is coaching or starting a business, selling a product, whether maybe it is being an accountant, right? We still all need accountants. Mm-hmm. That just wasn't I mean, for me. No, nobody's saying that's a bad thing. Right. This wasn't but for if you. If you don't feel fulfilled doing what you're doing, there is something out there that will fulfill you and Mm -hmm. that you can monetize and it can become the thing that you do for a living. And Mm -hmm. that's how you will create a life where you're doing what you love and you also have freedom. You have time freedom, maybe location freedom where you can work Mm -hmm. from anywhere and you don't have to sacrifice your happiness um, or sacrifice financial stability in order to feel that sense of fulfillment there's there's always a way where you can make that happen and it's just a matter of maybe looking outside of that traditional box that a lot of us are are put in or that we see as the only option which is either going down this corporate path going to college Mm -hmm. getting a degree getting that stable job and i think especially now in, you know, we're in 2021, almost 2022, the internet has opened up so many possibilities. That's for sure. That is and for I think sure. in a lot of ways, our education system is a little bit outdated in terms of we're still put on this path that's seen as the only stable path, which is getting a degree, getting a corporate job. And maybe there might be, you know, that might be something your parents are encouraging because that's what they saw as the only stable path, right? So sometimes it requires you to go against what a lot of people in your life think is the mm-hmm. that stable path. Well, I got to think at some point somebody said, Lindsay, what are you doing? You got a good job. You yeah. got a career. You got a master's in accounting. Yeah, you want to <laughs> be a, you want to teach people how to do push-ups. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure somebody had to say that to you that, that you might otherwise have thought was a good influence. I want to get into a couple things here. Um, briefly, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're, this is this is good. 
first of all, speaking of monetizing, right? Yeah. Um, Lindsay's got a course she's created, which is provocatively named What to Do When You Hate Your Job. Yes. She's got a podcast <laughs> with a really cool name. We're both podcasters, but hers has a much better name than mine. Quit Your Job, Sis. Right? Yes. <laughs> Let me ask you this before we get into both of them. Um, it sounds like you've been pretty independent. You sound like a pretty strong person that way. But did you have any mentors or coaches or guides along the way? Like in the same way that you're helping people, and in a lot of degrees, I do the same thing with my client base, especially my mm -hmm. entrepreneur people. Um, but did you have any coaches or, or was this something you just completely worked out on your own? Oh, yeah, I had tons of coaches, especially in that first year or two of my business. I worked with a few different business coaches for pretty much all of last year. I also mm -hmm. worked with a life coach who it was partially business coaching, but, you know, a lot of being an entrepreneur is also personal development and mm -hmm. um, and working through all of that. So yeah, I've worked with a few different business coaches. I've had, I've gone through different courses to help me with business development, personal development, all of that stuff. So I've, it's definitely so, not so something I did alone. You, you, this the first, is not some, as, as daring as you were, you're not really going it alone. No, I mean, it was up I mean, to you. You, had, you thing, had to make it work, but you had, you had, somebody had your back or, I mean, you may be paying them coaching, but, yeah. but you had professional people that had been there that were helping you. Yeah. The first thing I did after I put in my two weeks was call my financial advisor. And then the second thing I did was hire a business coach because <laughs> I knew that I did not know what I was getting myself into. Right. So why try to figure it out by myself when sure. I can go to someone who's already mm -hmm. built an online business and expedite that process for myself? Oh, it's exactly why I like having people like yourself on this podcast. Yeah. Tell me, uh, tell us, tell the listeners, what's, what would somebody expect out of your podcast? What could somebody expect out of your course? And maybe mm -hmm. what could somebody expect out of your coaching? And we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. So, so uh, let's start with the podcast. What, what's the basic theme of your podcast? Yeah. So my Quit podcast. Your job, sis. So that mean, is, I can't listen to it. No, you can, you can. <laughs> my podcast is called quit your job, sis. Um, and it's definitely evolved. I'd say the earlier episodes, which you can still go back to are more geared toward someone who's feeling stuck in your job. And maybe you don't know what you want to do, or you do know what you want to do, but you're having a lot of doubt and fear about your ability to make that jump or build an online mm -hmm. business or make a career change. Um, and well, it, sounds, it sounds just a little tiny bit autobiographical. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd share I mean, a lot as of it should be, you don't want, you should podcast on something you're familiar with, but yeah. Yeah. And now I've been doing a lot of interviews. So the more recent episodes are definitely more geared toward entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, and I've done a lot of interviews with different um, either entrepreneurs, coaches. I just interviewed someone who's a branding expert. I've interviewed Facebook ad experts. So it's a lot more um, mm -hmm. practical business marketing tips and things like that. Perhaps I could have my agent call you and maybe there'd be room for me. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the course, what to do when you hate your job. Yeah. So that is provocative title. I love it. It's an audio course, actually. So similar to a podcast and you can actually listen to the first episode for free. Technically you can listen to the whole thing for free. So it's on a platform called listenable. 
Um, and I can send you, I don't know if you have the link, but if we can, if, uh, we can put it in the show notes. Send yeah. If you go to my website, lindsayhanson.com slash listenable, okay. um, it'll bring you to the course. Um, you can listen to the first, the first module free, and then you would have to sign up for listenable to listen to the rest, but you could do a free trial and listen okay. that way. Um, but yeah, that, that course is more specific to if you're feeling stuck in your job and you and you don't know what you could do instead um and you're you're having those doubts having those fears right can i really make this thing that that's just mm-hmm. a hobby into a career um so it's really just a little bit of mindset a little bit of practical exercises that i walk you through to help you realize okay what what is it that I am passionate about what is it that I think would be fulfilling for me and how can I turn that into an actual career path so that I can get out of this job that I hate awesome so hey Steve Green my guest Lindsay Hansen this is the make the great podcast our whole mission here is simple I'm going to give you actions you can take to accelerate yourself on your path to success whether you're a parent whether you're an entrepreneur um, Lindsay, two quick final questions here, and I'll kind of yeah. give you the last word. Um, is there anything um, specific, like if you can narrow it down, somebody said, hey, look, one sentence, what have you really learned in your last two and a half, three years of your journey? Mm. Can, can you distill it down to that? Is it, I know it's a hard question, but yeah. Um, I think about it. I'll ask you there a question. You can think about that one. Okay. What's the other question? What, what, what if I, this is really kind of the same thing, but yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say to the person? Cause I, I got to think there are people out there who are saying, you know what? I, I relate to this so, so much. I don't like my job, but what, what else am I going to do? I don't really have it necessarily have a talent. Maybe if I even have a talent, it's not really marketable. You know, mm-hmm. I like to cook, but can I become a professional cook or I don't know. I, I like to exercise, but does that mean I can be a personal trainer or, you know, it, it, uh, monetizing something is a lot different than just being passionate about it. Right. I mean, that, that's a whole nother episode, yeah. but um, you know, and I, I think that might be one of the bigger fears people got to overcome mm-hmm. is the, is the releasing the security to the unknown without really knowing what that's going to be, which is kind of definitely the unknown, but it's kind of even a more unknown, but um, it, so that it's sort of a double prong question. What would you say to the people who have that fear? They've legit, they've legit desire but they don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what's been maybe your one most enormous, tremendous, giantest, humongousest <laughs> um, <laughs> lesson that you've learned? Yeah. So for anyone who's feeling like they don't know what they would do, I think it's it's so right what you said. Not everything that you are passionate about or everything you enjoy doing necessarily has to become your career like we don't Mm -hmm. always want to monetize something that we are passionate about but there is always a way to monetize it so I would say think about yes what do you enjoy doing but more so than that how do you want to be of service to others Um, and that was that's really the link that turns a passion into a career or a business right I was passionate Mm -hmm. about fitness, but I also had this desire to help others reach their fitness goals. Um, And so I would say, yeah, how, how do you want to be of service to others? Right. Are you that friend that people always go to at, 
go to for advice? Do you really enjoy giving advice and, and giving guidance to people? Maybe coaching is a good path for you to look into, right? Or if you really do, like you might really enjoy drawing or painting, do you want that to also be your career? Mm. The answer might be yes or no. If you if you would love to create art for other people or sell your art or teach other people, like there, that's the other piece of it. I think thinking outside the box into um, how how do you want to be of service to others doesn't necessarily mean oh if I like cooking that means I have to open a a restaurant. Right. Um, you could teach other people how to cook, right? You don't necessarily have to sell your own food. I I think there's an implication that being like an entrepreneur means you have to be completely on your own. Right. um, Kind of blazing a trail. I mean, I I work with people who are entrepreneurs who quit corporate worlds or retired or took early buyouts, whatever, and bought franchises. Yeah. Or um, bought businesses, like bought brick and mortar businesses that were relatively turnkey. They didn't have to go through a lot of the ramp up. but it was a big shift in what they do minute to minute, day to day in terms of client acquisition and mm-hmm. responsibilities and managing people and, and that sort of thing. All right. Hey, um, Lindsay, you have anything you want to leave the, the uh, group here with the uh, listeners with? Who's yeah. I, well, I mean, I enjoyed still, this. You a lot to say. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of that second question. Of I know. I know. It's a lesson I've learned. I think honestly, above anything I've learned to trust myself. I've, I've learned to, to trust the things that I feel called into to trust that it's Mm -hmm. okay to go down a new path. If something no longer feels right for me, like when, I mean, it wasn't an easy decision for me to make when I decided I no longer wanted to be doing fitness coaching and I wanted to move more into business coaching. Um, Mm -hmm. That was a that was a hard decision for me. And I think ultimately just trusting um, number one, my intuition, trusting that feeling of like I'm not on the path I'm meant to be on and there's something else out there for me. But also each step along the way, trusting myself to make the right decisions in my business, in my life, um, when it comes to, you know, offers I want to create, people I want to hire clients I want to work with, um, different marketing strategies I want to use, I'd say you have, you have to trust yourself because you're the only one who can know what that right decision is for you. There are a lot of different career paths out there. There are a lot of different businesses out there and there's no one right way to create a business, right? There's no one right career path. So I would say, above anything else. Um, I've learned the importance of trusting myself. Awesome. Hey, I love that. And I think, I think that kind of encapsulates the spirit that you're projecting here. There's like kind of like a sincerity that and an introspection to it that I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, I really want to thank you for coming on the Make the Great Podcast. Got a lot of good guests coming up and uh, a lot of them kind of have the same theme of what did you, how did you get where you are? It's pretty interesting. If you follow this for the next six to eight episodes, I think you're going to mm-hmm. see that. Plus the cool stuff I do on my own. That's what everybody <laughs> really waits for. Um, uh, that's about it. Steve Green, the Make the Great Podcast. Look for an episode. Listen, if you like what you heard today, please share this. Get uh, onto Lindsay's site, lindsayhanson.com, right? 
Mm-hmm. Check out her course, check out her coaching, check out her podcast. I'm assuming they can get your podcast from uh, your site, right? Yeah. You can also and, find uh, me on social media, Instagram at Lindsay M. Hansen. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the social media side of all this. That'll yeah. have to be our next conversation. <laughs> yeah. So it's at Lindsay Hansen, Lindsay with an A. Lindsay M. Hansen. Yeah. Lindsay M. Hansen. Lindsay M. Hansen. I, yes. to, I knew we grew up in high school with Linz S-E-Y. Yeah. All right. Hey, I want to thank you one last time. This was great. I think you brought a lot of value here. It definitely gave people things to think about. Yeah. And that's really thanks. just as important as anything else. So um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks again, everybody. Let's get my outro music going here. Ding-a-ding-a-ding. There we go. Yeah. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.